0: Have you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change for a bright future and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. Hello and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is episode 16, and this week I wanted to share my thoughts with you regarding trust. All week I've been sharing devotions, talking about, and specific to, the word trust. Not just the word trust, but what trust means in actuality. In Psalms 13, we hear, How long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will you hide thy face from me? Why does God ask us to trust him in tough times? It's interesting that often our relationship is built on tough times, especially with God, because we want to cry out to or we cry out to someone who we believe can help us. And in the psalm, in this particular psalm, it is clear that David understands that God is present, but he's not helping him. He's he perceives that God is not there, which is not true. You know, the obvious answer is, why does God ask us to trust him in tough times? Well, the most obvious answer is that he knew that we would experience times that need power and power beyond our ability to endure. And we like children, we want what we want and we want it now. And if we don't get it now, then we stand in the corner, we pout, we hold our breath as God just looks upon us and we perceive that he's not there, but he is there. What God is doing is building our faith. He is encouraging us through our trials because in this life, we're going to have trials. He's encouraging us through our difficulties. He's letting us know we can stand even in difficulty. He's letting us know that the ongoing suffering we may be experiencing, it will help us to gain the strength to persevere when life seems like it's long and cold and hard. And so as God says to us to trust him, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Life needs faith and not just faith in anything, but faith in God alone. And that faith is built on trust we also think about trusting when we are afraid when we're afraid we want we want to know that I don't have to fear for God says he hasn't given us the spirit of fear then why am I fearful we're asking but when we are fearful we should trust in the Lord we we should trust in him because he loves us and because we've spent that time with him and because he knows we need his help from time to time God is never asleep and he is always present with us. But, you know, tell that to someone who's suffering the loss or the grief of losing a loved one uh, or someone who's lost their jobs. And these days, um, and I know we're tired of hearing of it, but people are experiencing this and, you know, telling someone to trust God and not um, see the fruits of the trust or the the trust that they placed in him. It's frustrating. You know, he's always there when we suffer pain or when we suffer loss, he's there for us. And sometimes God uses us, people like us, to be his hands and feet, to go to those individuals and reassure them that they don't be afraid. Um, He says that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So why are we afraid? Because we are mere mortals and these bodies, they seize up when catastrophe comes because that's just the way we're made. But remember, the word tells us we are not of this world. We have a abiding presence living in us called the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit reassures us that we can trust that God knows what we're going through. And if he knows what we're going through, we have to trust that he will get us through it and that he understands that we're going through it. And he has allowed it. Think of Job. He allowed Job to go through suffering. Now, he wouldn't let, the, he wouldn't let Satan kill him but he did let him go through suffering. Or think about Mary. I can't imagine being a young teen pregnant and telling everyone it was by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. That would create fear because living in a society probably where everybody knew that she was not married or at least her close acquaintances, and that would put fear in your heart. But she was reassured when she went to visit her uh, cousin Elizabeth and saw that What the angel had said was true, that she was pregnant well past menopausal years. So your trust is built often when we hear the testimonies of others, how God has brought them through and how they have been able to live through difficult and hard circumstances. You know, Jesus understands that um, we want to be able to trust him, yet he also understands that we are afraid. God is always there for us and He will be there for us. He says He will never leave us nor forsake us. God is a comforter. He does desire that we live and have being and live an abundant life. But sometimes when we want rescue, God is trying to teach us something. He's trying to teach us that even in the midst of chaos, we can surround ourselves in His love because. He's not just a lifeguard to rescue you in the time of emergency. He wants to be with you all the time. He wants to be that sustainer and provide love and support. And not only in the times of, of distress, he wants to be with you all the time. And then Peter says, don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. You already know where this is going. Sometimes you're waiting on God to get you that job or waiting on that mate to come or whatever it may be. And it seems like it's taking forever. (laughs) When We hear the words of Peter saying, do not forget one thing. The Lord with the Lord, the day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And that is exactly what it feels like. It feels like it's taking forever for God to fulfill the desires of our heart. You know, it's interesting that um, when we want what we want sometimes we never ask God, is this what is best for us? His word tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to us. I think sometimes we miss some of the meaning of that scripture, because if we're seeking the kingdom of God first, you may find what you're asking for, what you've been waiting for, what you've been longing for does not align with his will. You have to be able to pray Leave it at the feet of Jesus and trust that he hears you and knows the longings of your heart. I indicated earlier this week, a watched pot never boils. You understand that if you have not received an answer to something that you've been asking God for. Wanting something too quickly can cause you to miss what God has for you. And bear in mind, God isn't relegated to our timing. He operates on his own timetable. I have stories upon stories of times that I thought God would deliver or show me different things. But it was when I went in prayer, when I really sought God for answers. And what was interesting is I looked back. One of the reasons I believe I experienced distress is because I never asked him. And I remember a distinct time when I was asking him about a situation and why it turned out the way it did. And he told me in very clear words, I gave you what you asked for. Boy, did that sting. It was like a knife in the heart, and I'm thinking, you know what? He's right. I dried my face, pulled myself up off that floor, and decided I need to move forward, and I need to trust God. Here's something that's important. Trusting God means you have a relationship with him. If you don't have a relationship with someone, it's really hard to trust them. But it was at a time when I chose deliberately, purposefully to walk with God, to follow God, to trust God. Was it hard? No. Because the relationship had been established such that God has shown himself to me and He showed He had shown Himself faithful. He had shown Himself a present. He had shown that He loved me. And I can tell you on this side that everything that he withheld was purposed and necessary for me to be in this place that he's called me to be. A life with Christ is not always easy. Sometimes he asks us to walk through the most difficult circumstance. And when I think about that, the one thing that keeps me grounded so that I can trust, I look back at the cross. I look back at a sinless servant who suffered more than I probably will ever suffer for the sake of a people who did not receive him. And because I look back, I'm able to see that God cares enough about me, enough about you, that he would allow his only son to die for us. That's why I can trust him. And that is the foundation of our Christian faith. If you don't believe that, then you would find it difficult to really trust God. You have to be motivated, and my motivation is reading his word, praying, understanding that these these times that we live in, it's it's hard to trust anyone, but you're not just trusting anyone, you're trusting the almighty God, the creator of the universe. So when you want something quickly, you might wanna give give pause and ask the Lord, is this what you want for me? Or if you're more wanting more of an inquiry, why not say, Lord, what do you have for me? And keep in mind, you may not get an answer right away, but God, the word says he hears and he answers prayer. And if he hears and answers prayer, that's the, that goes to trust. He says he hears us. And so God is not mute. He hasn't turned the volume down. He really does hear us. We don't have to scream and cry out or if if you feel like it, go for it. But he's not asking us to do any any of that. But he's asking us to seek him, seek his heart, seek his will. Charles Spurgeon says, if the Lord Jehovah makes us wait, let us do so with whole hearts. For blessed are all they that wait for him. He is worth waiting for. The waiting itself is beneficial to us. It tries faith exercises patience, trains submission, and endears the blessing when it comes. The Lord's people have always been awaiting people. Those who know the name of the Lord, those who know the Lord and have experienced him in in real life and seen his works, those who know God's name trust in him because God doesn't forsake his people. When we receive Christ as Lord and Savior, he gave us new names. Uh, there's a songwriter, he sang, he said, I told Jesus it would be all right if he changed my name. What does he change our name to? We now are his children, his sheep, his servants, the sheep of his pasture, the one who watches over us. He is the good shepherd. When God gave us a new name, it gave us a right to go into the Holy of Holies, to spend time with him to get to know him to develop a love for him that is unchanging and sound and every time we call his name we are reminded that the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run to it and they are safe there is nothing better than trusting in god trust is the faith you have in someone that they will always be loyal to you and they they, they will always love you they'll always be there for you. That's who God is for me. I hope he is for you. To trust in God means that you can rely on him and that you are comfortable confiding in him. There are not a lot of people I would tell my deepest, darkest secrets. In fact, I would dare say there are none. But I tell you what, I have told God about him. I've told him about him because I know he loves me and he will guide me and he will help me or he will admonish me because he loves me. That's why I trust him. We learn to trust people through observation and spending time with them, building a relationship. I often tell women who are looking for that Mr. Right or um, that, that one life partner, sometimes you have to spend that time with them so that you know who they are. You know, dating is about concealing, and in marriage, we're revealing. I thought to myself when I first got married, and the first night, and my husband was snowing, I thought, oh my Lord, is this what I'm going to live with? <laughs> and all these years later, it was the right decision. Why? Because I trusted God. In fact, the Lord told me who my spouse would be. That's how much trust I had in Him. All those years ago, I knew that God loved me and that in loving me, he was going to give me his His nothing but his best. So as I started this, I'm going to end with this in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Whatever you're going through, no matter how hard, no matter how trying, no matter if it seems like the suffering will never go away, I'm here to tell you, God is faithful. You can Trust him. He never sleeps. He is the God who watches over Israel. He is the God who sent his son that we might live. And he is the God that's coming back for us. And he calls us his bride. May we be that bride that he has prepared us to be as we've been washed with hyssop. I pray that you too would learn to trust in God more than anything else. As the writer in Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding in all your ways and everything that you do. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. May God bless you and watch over you.